This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 532 of Cognitive Dissonance. And Cecil. Yep. You know, we took a week off. Yeah. And 2020 had a new surprise. What's that, Tom? Well, a certain Mr. West has thrown his hat into the political arena, except for in, I think, nine states where he's too late for the fucking filing deadline. <laughs> he can't just walk in and be like, but Yeezy wants it. <laughs> Dude, what is even happening? What is even happening? I don't know, man. We, we have, know, dude. we have, here are, here are our choices as I understand them right now. You have a crazy racist grandfather who used to be a reality TV show star before he became inexplicably president. You're right. You've got right, a yeah. deeply mentally ill rap star, hip hop artist, whatever. And then Joe Biden. These, these are real things that are happening right now. Like, I will tell you, man, I will tell you now, the biggest surprise for me is Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you can push me over with a feather because when we talked about Joe Biden, I don't mind Yeezy. Like, I get Yeezy. Yeezy makes sense. Biden, on the other hand, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> Jesus. Man, fucking Kanye releasing like, yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm in. I'm, I'm, that is the most 2020 thing to possibly happen. Genuinely is. It like, genuinely is. During a week when like the, 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 the COVID cases are absolutely just skyrocketing. They're up like yeah. every day I look at them and they're up like 70, 80, 90% on a 14 day curve. You know, they're just, they're shooting through the roof and like crazy shit is happening every minute and the world seems insane. And then like, one morning you wake up and Kanye West is running for president. You're like, yes, yes, yes. And that, by the way, is Kanye's actual slogan. Yes. That is his political slogan. He just, his slogan is just, yes? Yes. Yes? That's his whole slogan. Yes. <laughs> and he says, he says, he says in his interview, he says, the slogan is yes, not yup or yeah, but yes. <laughs> It's the fucking best, dude. So, Tom, we have, uh, at the end of the show tonight, we will have our installment of Vulgarity for Charity. If you missed it, uh, we were on the scathing show last week and we did a, an episode of Vulgarity for Charity. So if you're waiting for your roast, it could be in either of those places. Poop diddy scoop. Scoop diddy whoop poop scoop. Poop diddy scoop diddy whoop. Whoop scoop dee whoop dee. 
So since you want to talk about this Forbes article, so Kanye didn't just announce like that he was running for president on July 4th, by the way, fucking yeah. justice baller. Um, he was interviewed and my God, my God, this interview, we, I got, I just got to run through some of these questions, Cecil with you. And, sure, and kinda, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought about this actually prior to our record because it's only fair. Before, during the primaries, we gave plenty of time to go through candidate by candidate and kind of do a little breakdown of what that candidate absolutely. stood for to, to really act, yeah, I think, as a sure. public service for our listeners. So sure. um, I think this interview. How many fucking Grammys does Biden have? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. That's a fucking hard hitting question I'm asking. All I want in the whole world, I mean, obviously, the, I mean, Kanye is not going to become president, but when he doesn't. Wait a second. Wait a I second. Know, I'm sorry. You said the same thing about Trump. I know. I don't even know why I said that. But what I want more than anything is whoever is standing there at inauguration day, I want Kanye to yeah. run up and be like, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to swear him in and he won't let him talk. Yeah, right. He takes the mic away from Roberts. It's like, no, 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 I'll let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish that oath in a minute. But I just want to say that Scalia was the best Supreme Court justice ever. Scalia. That would be fucking the greatest, that would be the greatest amazing, 2020 dude. moment of all oh, time. Jesus Christ. That would be that he's would with, be awesome. He's with he's married to Kardashian. Kim right? Kardashian. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a hilarious inauguration. <laughs> that would be so good. It would be so good, dude. Oh. She's sitting there making duck face and taking the selfies in the back. <laughs> She's Instagramming the whole because thing. Like, like, what else do you do? Like, that's what the, like I, 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 Melania is a real model, like an actual runway right. model. But Kim Kardashian and the rest of them, they're Instagram influencers. They're selfie people. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So so they may have a selfie stick with them. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting away. Like, oh, somebody so goes good. to take her picture. She's like, no, no, no. I, I'm the expert on taking pictures of me. <laughs> I, I, I take a this. picture of me. Look, okay. I've made a whole. Out, lips out. Lips out. Camera up. There we go. We're good. We're good. It's like I have made a multi-million dollar career out of taking pictures of myself. Man. You know, more fucking power to them, though. I got to tell you, like, more absolutely. fucking power to them. They oh, have no, made, I don't want to disagree. They I have made say, I don't more wanna, money yeah. taking pictures of themselves than I'm going to make working my whole life. So we, we actually did a citation needed episode in an upcoming episode. I don't want to reveal what we did, but. Uh, but uh, we talk a little bit about Instagram influencers in it. And I watched a documentary with her in it and the amount of money that she makes, oh. Kendall, this is Kendall, Kendall Jenner, Jenner, I think, One makes post. off of fucking, uh, her post is like a quarter million dollars. Quarter million just to post one thing. If that's thing. not fucking winning, I don't know what winning means. No, I uh, don't get me wrong. I'm envious. Yeah, it's that's, not, yeah. I, I say these things out of envy. Oh. It's not out of, it's not to try to attack them. Cause like, like they clearly know how to market themselves and sell to people way better yep. than I ever could. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I, they're so good A at it. A quarter million dollars for 10 minutes worth of work. Tops. You know how long a citation needed episode <laughs> takes me? <laughs> Motherfucker. God damn it. Why couldn't I have been pretty? I know. <laughs> God, am I not pretty though? God, I wish, <laughs> wish I were pretty. Let me tell you. All right, so we got to we got to go through Kanye. I don't want to I don't want to give him short shrift. All right, so absolutely, uh, on absolutely. his natural political good party. Good for you, Tom. I, you good know, for you. Here we go. You are fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about me. <laughs> 
on his natural political party. I would run as a pre. Now, okay, re real quick. This will get, this will start off not being utterly insane, just improbable. And as right. we go through, there's clearly going to be a tonal shift <laughs> on his MAGA hat moment. One of the main reasons I wore the red hat as a protest to the segregation of votes in the black community. Also, other than the fact that I like Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> he likes smooth jazz. He likes to come by and get like, you know, he likes to be serenaded. You can't hate a guy for that. He just likes a Trump hotel for the saxophones. <laughs> Saxophone. Look, I like I like the Westin because of what they play in the elevator. That's what that's how I choose hotels. I'm lit like literally a hundred percent. I don't care about the bed. I don't care about the service. I don't care if you if you could spit in my fucking mouth at the fucking at the check-in desk. I don't even care if you have bad elevator music. I'll um, never be back. That's I'm, I'm checking out. I'm never coming back. I love that, the like, end. he chose a political side. And, like, the, the other thing to remember as we go through this is that remember that Kanye is a darling of the right. Like, the right has absolutely embraced and they held him up as an example. And, like, he's like, yeah, I wore that hat because I like your hotel. <laughs> not like your views. Not I support uh, your policies and politics. It's like, I like God. your hotels. <laughs> <laughs> We should each, Tom, yeah. we should each get hats for our favorite hotels. Oh, we should. Like our favorite hotel I already got chains. one. It's a MAGA like, hat. I'm going get... <laughs> to get a Paris Hilton hat. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Our discussions so on race with the White House. One time I talked to Jared Kushner, who was saying, we don't have black leaders. We have hustlers. Why? Because they killed all the black leaders. What? And I love this aside. Request for comment from the White House and the Kushner companies last night were not immediately returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you think uh, you got to wonder, do they do they when Kanye comes in, do you think they get a little street with him? Do you think that they <laughs> Jared's trying do, that shit? Do you think they're so weird think, and awkward? <laughs> Do you think Jared is is just he's just being like so he's just committing microaggression after microaggression after microaggression he can't stop himself he's just over and over and over again like like he's communicating with Kanye in such a cringy way that you just can't you almost can't look away that would be my oh. favorite shit someone needs to make SNL needs to make that that would be so good I would so never good. stop watching that on Democrats. That is a form of racism and white supremacy and white control to say that all black people need to be Democrat and to assume that me running is me splitting the vote. All of that information is being charged up on social media platforms by Democrats. And Democrats used to tell me, the same Democrats have threatened me. The reason why this is the first day I registered to vote is because I was scared. I was Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. No, 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 no. You cannot no. continue. Yeah. No, you can't. Okay. No, you cannot right. continue. We'll pause. We'll pause. You cannot continue. He wasn't registered to vote He's never until voted the day in his life. he until he did this article time? Yeah, until he declared until yes. he he figured they would fact check him. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? He's just like, vote for me. I'm giving uh, it a shot. <laughs> He's never uh, fucking so he, voted. He didn't even vote for Trump he has in the never last voted election. In his life. 
Never vote. He is running for president and has never <laughs> once engaged the democratic process, even as a citizen participant. And he was one running for president. I'm I'm just fine at this point with the COVID. Yeah, I'm like, I you know, know what? Right? Just just come on in. You know what? You can fucking crinkle up my toes like crinkle cuts or whatever you do. You can fucking infect all the fucking blood vessels in my heart. You know, whatever you want to do, you do what you got to do to me. Take me, coronavirus. I'm ready. I'm ready now. The reason why this is the first day I registered to vote is because I was scared. I was told that if I vote, Voted on Trump, my music career would be over. I was threatened into being- well, you wear his fucking hat. You don't have to vote for him. Yeah. You're already fucking advertising for him. Your one vote is worthless in comparison to you putting that hat on one, one single time. time. Yeah. Also, like, nobody has to know that you voted or who you voted for. Right. Like, like you're not wearing a camera at all yeah. times that you have to turn on. You know you're you holding that camera, right? We don't we don't scream it like the Hunger Games when we walk out of the booth. Like we just just fucking you just you just vote and then you walk home and you go home and you nobody knew what happened. I love this next line. I was threatened into being in one party. You weren't in any party. You never voted. Yeah, right. What are you <laughs> talking like you, about? Peace out of the party. What are you talking about? I was threatened as a black man into the Democratic Party, which you were never in. You weren't. You didn't vote. And you, the thing is, it's like you could be a Democrat and never vote, and you're not a Democrat. Right. <laughs> I was threatened uh, as a celebrity into being one party. I was threatened as a black man into the Democratic Party, and that's what the Democrats are doing emotionally to my people, threatening him to the point where this white man can tell a black man, "If you don't vote for me, you're not black." That is something that that is something that Biden yeah, said. Yeah, he did absolutely. Yeah, that, and, that's and the thing that is, Biden like, said. that's not totally devoid of that whole. Let me let me just say, like that whole. Screed when you take out the nonsense is not devoid of all merit, right? There is right, a right. de facto assumption on the side of the Democratic establishment that they can count on the black vote. Now, I right. do think it's, and they probably take it for granted. I do think that the reality is that in all of recent memory, they have been able to count on the black vote. So historically, that's borne out by the facts of what and, happened. And look at what happened with Biden. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like there was there was a guy who had no traction in two states that were majority white voters. Right. There, he had no traction whatsoever. He got face fucked in those states. Yep. But the moment he started going to places where there was a large Democratic minority vote, he won hands down. Yep. Crushed. So, it. so they there there is there's a huge support for Biden on the other side yep. by black voters, yep. and it's and it's it's borne out in all the data. Yep. So, on how the race will be decided. So here's what he says on how the race will be decided, Cecil. Let's see if the appointing is at 2020 or if it's 2024, because God appoints the president. If I win in 2020, then it was God's appointment. If I win in 2024, then that was God's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's keep going. Let's get a power through this, buddy. He had me in the first half, yeah, admittedly. Right? He had me in the first half, right, admittedly. On the yeah. coronavirus cure, we pray. We pray for the okay. freedom. It's all about God. We need to stop doing things that make God mad. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Once I turned old enough to touch myself, I've been making God mad a lot. <laughs> On vaccines. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. And so when they say the way we're going to fix COVID is with vaccine, I'm extremely cautious. That's the mark of the beast. They want to put chips oh, inside Jesus of us. Christ. Oh, Jesus They want to Christ. do all kinds of things to make it where we can't cross the gates of heaven. 
I'm sorry when I say they, the humans that have the devil inside them. And the sad thing is that, the saddest thing is that we won't all make it to heaven, that there'll be some of us that don't make it. Next question. Do you think, do you think while this guy is interviewing him, he's just thinking, I shouldn't be torturing this mentally ill person like this? I, I don't know because like he is, he is not well. I'm deciding to run for president. It's when I was being offered the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Awards at MTV. <laughs> you know, so many stories about when I decided to run for president oh, begin with man. that same line. Oh, Just, man. I remember being at my mom's house, my mother-in-law, because my house was being worked on. She calls me son. I call her mom. I was in the shower <laughs> thinking, yeah, there you go, Cecil. Just a little bit of color, a little bit of insight into uh, Kanye's world, buddy. Nice. We have, we gotta, you got to peek behind the curtain. I was in the shower thinking, I write raps in the shower. It hit me to say, you're going to run for president. And this I love. And I started laughing hysterically. I was like, this is the best. I'm going to go out there and they're going to think I'm going to do these songs and do this for entertainment, how rigged award shows are, and then say, I'm going to run for president. And I just laughed in the shower. I don't know for how long, but that's the moment <laughs> it hit me. He's a crazy person <laughs> hysterically laughing in the shower. Like for such a long period of time, he doesn't. Like, time isn't working anymore properly. Oh, man. This is happening, buddy. This is a Forbes article. This, this, isn't, is, this, is, this yeah. is a Forbes article. Yeah. They sent a real reporter to talk to him. This is <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is actually crazier than the rent is too damn high guy. Right. The rent is too damn right. high. He had a point. The yeah. rent's really high. This is crazier than the guy who lived in his buddy's basement with the leather hat. Yeah. <laughs> on his foreign policy. I haven't developed it yet. I'm focused on protecting America first with our great military. Let's focus on ourselves first. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. How do you focus on yourself during a global pandemic, you idiots? Yeah. Uh, All right, you're going to lead a nation in an international crisis. What are your thoughts on international issues? I don't have a lot, but I do know I'm going to use the military oh, is what he just God. said. What would you use the military for if not part of your foreign policy? All right, see, so one more, one more, just to give you some flavor here, because I think this is great. On the Wakanda management model, here's what he said about this, Cecil. A lot of the Africans do not like the movie Black Panther and representation of themselves in Wakanda, but I'm going to use the framework of Wakanda right now because it's the best explanation of what our design group is going to feel like in the White House. That's a positive idea. You got Kanye West. Remember, Kanye West is speaking right now. He's talking you got about Kanye West. In the third person. He's, Bob, he's Bob Doling himself. Yeah. <laughs> you got Kanye West, one of the most powerful humans. I'm not saying the most because we got a lot of alien level superpowers oh and it's only God. collectively that we can set it free. What's happening, man? <laughs> Let's get back to Wakanda. Like in the movie, in Wakanda, when the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrap around her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Running for president, guys. Wait a second, read that one more time. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, see I got that you, buddy. I got it. I need to know that okay. I got it. All right. All right. No, because this is right. like, Tom, like, I, I, I understood yeah. his foreign policy. <laughs> I understood his foreign policy, but here I'm a little. I'm a little, little shaky. I'm a little shaky right, on this. I I'd like you. To, I, I got you. <laughs> I like I'm this. here for you. Sure. Cecil, I'm here yeah, for yeah. you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to Wakanda. Okay, yeah. Like in the movie, <laughs> like in Wakanda, in the movie. Yeah, in when Wakanda. the king went to visit that lead scientist <laughs> to have the shoes wrap around her shoes. <laughs> Just... 
The amount of <laughs> you're dying over there. <laughs> it's just it's like it's like she has regular shoes and then like high tops form over them and then and then they suddenly turn into snowshoes and then and then like transformer shoes. Eventually they're like big cars and she's trying to walk with giant cars on her feet. Oh God, I quit the show. No, 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 no. Wait, let me finish this answer. No, there's still more? Come on, more man. Answer, buddy. He goes on after the shoes? <laughs> after the shoes? Just the amount of innovation that can happen. The amount of innovation in medicine, like big pharma, we're going to work, innovate together. This is not going to be some nipsy hustle being murdered. They're doing a documentary. We have so many soldiers that die for our freedom, our freedom of information, that there is a cure for AIDS out there. There is going to be a big mix of big pharma and holistic. I can't. That is... Tom, yeah, that, buddy. Tom... Yeah, buddy. If somebody doesn't get across their chest, that's going to be a big mix of pharma and holistic where thug life <laughs> normally goes. You're doing life wrong. Okay, so you guys, that's uh, there's a lot more here, but uh, this is um, that's Kanye. That's Kanye. Neat. That's his his he's running. Neat. Yes, is his slogan. Uh, no, would be my response. <laughs> I just I have to throw that out there as a counterpoint to his slogan. Counterpoint. Hard no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm, go I, no. Genuine question, though. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I'm genuine question about, okay. about Listening. him. Yep. Uh, who does he take votes away from? You know, if he gets votes, yeah. is he taking away votes from Biden or is he taking away yeah. votes from Trump? I think he'll take a handful of votes away from Biden, but not many. I don't think he's going to be politically significant at all. Yeah. No, I I think it's I think this is just some sideshow. But seriously, 2020 no. bullshit. Seriously, yeah. no. If There's he gets no en- if he gets enough people and he gets on the stage with those two for a debate. Oh <laughs> my god! Nothing I in the thought, world. I thought Marion Williamson was crazy. If, if there is a debate, Cecil, I pro- if there is a debate between Donald Trump, Kanye West, and Joe <laughs> Biden. I will take the day off of work and roll around in baby oil in anticipation <laughs> of how fucking excited I'm going to be. I will like nothing in the whole world, nothing oh, in the world Jesus would Christ. make me greasier with joy oh, than man. that idea. Man, I'm right there with you, too. <laughs> Real life situation number two. You're at a friend's house. He's having a barbecue. He's mugging you. All right. He wants your money to buy crack. So what's the first thing you're going to do? Wrist control. All right, you got the wrist. Now, do you feel that? Do you feel I'm kind of controlling your movements a little bit? Because that's when I pull out my gun. All right, now he's afraid of my gun. He's afraid my gun will shoot him in the head. So I have complete control. Another mugging thwarted. All right, see, so this story's from ABC News. Uh, Father's loss to young son in arm wrestling leads to shooting and eight hour standoff. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I I wanna (laughs) say though, real quick, can I just say before we get started? That yeah. it led to gunfire. Shooting yeah. means shooting. At the, this is like a clickbait article. Like it didn't lead to a shooting of a person. A building got hurt. It wasn't right. like a yeah. the guy shot a gun off. He didn't hurt anybody right. with the gun. So it's right. like a, it's like it led to a shooting. It did not lead. Okay, yeah, technically a, sh- a gun shot, but the right. shooting sort of implies that something a person was shot, not just like a thing. <laughs> it's such a clickbaity article. But anyway, go ahead. So the, the nuts and bolts here is deputies learned that Zimmerman was intoxicated and challenged his juvenile son to an arm wrestling contest. And I love this part. <laughs> when Zimmerman lost multiple times, he became agitated. <laughs> he lost multiple times. Could you imagine? Do it again. Do it again. Do 
you get it. You went. You didn't go on three. You're gonna go on one, two, three. He's getting his kicked. Ah. I, I like to think because they don't tell you the age of the kid. I like to think he's like a seven year old. <laughs> <laughs> Beating the <laughs> shit out of his dad. Uh, oh my so god! Good. You know, I, I I got this story because I I remember when I was thirteen or fourteen. My dad used to uh, roughhouse with me. Did you did your dad roughhouse with you at all when you were growing up? My dad up? did. I actually I actually used to arm wrestle with my dad when I was a kid. Did you? He used to. He's my dad. Never let me win. He never let me win. Not a single time. <laughs> he, we would we would lean backwards like with our whole body and our legs like try to like pull back and he would fucking he would fucking turn his hat around and he would fucking slam. Our he's like fuck you. It's like flipping a switch. And my dad was like old man strong because he was oh, a truck driver yeah. and right. I had no chance. Even when I was older, I had no chance. My dad was a strong dude and he'd just be like boom. And he was he was a skinny. He was he had my dad. Had the most hilarious body. He was like skinny all around. He was skinny and gangly all around. He had a huge pot belly. So he was like, he was so funny looking because his, his whole, all his arms and shit were all skinny, but he was strong. He was a strong dude. And I remember he just like, boom, he'd fucking wreck us. All, all, we were all little kids at the time. But he was just like, fuck you, peon, get away from me. And so, so I, 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 I kind of sympathize with the kid in this. Beat your dad if you can. That's the key. When, when I was in, I, I was, 13 or 14, somewhere right around there. My dad used to rough house and like wrestle around, you know, and like, then like, I remember there was one time where we like, we were, we were wrestling and uh, I won and he stood up and he didn't say anything and he left the room and he never, ever, ever rough housed with me again. <laughs> he never, he was just like, it was just that moment where he was just like, I can't, I can't. Well, you know, like it just like crushed his spirit. The thing is, is like, there's two, there's two lines and they have to intersect somewhere unless one of you dies early or something. You know what I mean? But for the most part, it's those lines will intersect as he's going down in age. You're coming up up, and those lines will eventually intersect. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to, there's going to be a day, Tom. When you can't roughhouse with your kid, uh, unless they're so weak that they just never can do it. <laughs> Which I was just thinking you know, of the yeah, of the boys yeah. in my charge. I know, yeah. And like, yeah I, I, the thing is, yeah. is like, like, like the internet has not been kind to humans. So I think, <laughs> I, think I think that there may be there may be something to it, but but you know, like there's a possibility if right, they ever right, get right. active that there's a possibility. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I still, I feel like I got a few years. You got left a couple on years one. on him still, Tom. You got a I couple feel, years. I feel good on that. You got a couple I, years. I did rough house with the boys not that long ago. Like my my two sons are like thirteen and thirteen, and they well thirteen and fourteen now. But like this is a few months ago. But they both decided they were gonna like gang up on me, and they like ran after me. And so I picked the one up. There's one of them that's real skinny. And so I picked him up and I just tucked him behind my back. <laughs> and he was just, so I held him with one arm, just tucked behind my back and just wrestled the bigger one, the heavy one years, with my one arm. Years ago, years ago, Tom and I were at a party and uh, <laughs> we're all drinking. And this guy who used to wrestle in high school um, was like a 6'2". He couldn't have weighed more than 125 pounds. Oh, he's very thin. And, yeah. he, and he said to Tom, he's like, I'll wrestle you. And so they went outside and he basically wrapped himself around Tom's <laughs> leg. He, 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 he covered Tom's leg with his leg. So he wrapped his legs around Tom and then he wrapped his body around the <laughs> upper part of Tom and, and Tom just stood <laughs> up 
And then he walked away and the guy was on his back sort of waggling and Tom just walked, he just walked away like, okay, well, I can't grab you, but you can't stop me from doing the things. You can't stop me from continuing on with my day. And then so Tom just, Tom just walked away and this guy is like, whoa, I'm on here. Hey, I'm on here. What are you doing? I do remember oh, that. God. It's like, it's like in the movies when a guy yeah. accidentally grabs a hold of a brontosaurus's neck and then regrets it. Like that's what it was. It's like, whoa, I'm on here. What are you doing? Uh, oh, God. Oh, I love this. Story. There's nothing else to this no, story. The rest know. of the story yeah, is nonsense. I just love that he loses multiple yeah. times. There's an eight hour standoff though too, which is hilarious that he's so buttered. It takes him eight <laughs> hours to calm down. He had to sober Jesus. up, right? He's oh, like, all right, all right. Jesus, how unbelievable. Oh. oh God. Oh God, I hit that guy. Oh man. Oh great, only crime all day. Sir, I am so sorry. I've, I was looking at my... Uh, Sir, I'm sorry. Sir, I'm sorry. Sir, we got exchange information. That was, why is he running? That was totally my fault. Oh my God. That's marijuana. <laughs> Good stuff too. Oh man. All right. Yeah, that's how we do it in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> this story I love because it's just so wonderfully yeah. unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Fox. Police, man in stolen vehicle, flees officers, crashes into woman in separately stolen vehicle in Newburgh, both arrested. <laughs> the craziest thing is while they were driving, they both swiped right on Tinder at the same time, and that's why they crashed. <laughs> it's a match. It's a match, all right. Uh, so good. That's just that's just amazing. Uh, that story is just... What, what's, what that's the, a fucking twofer for the cops. And it's one of those, it's one of those like, don't ever tell me the odds. <laughs> what are the odds? Tom, what are the odds that we're talking? What, what, they're in fucking Oregon. <clears throat> yeah. Like, this is not like the, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't know what the crime rate is in Oregon, but it doesn't, it's not like they're in the middle of some hotbed of, of yep. awful crime like Chicago. Baltimore. You know, right, they're, not yeah. the, they're not in the middle of Chicago driving. They're not in Baltimore. They're not in St. Louis. They're not in, you know, right. one of these places where you would expect a lot of crime. They're just, it just happens to be two people in Oregon. I'm surprised two cars could bounce into each other in Oregon, <laughs> let alone both of them at the same time be fucking stolen. I just, I can't even imagine you're the cops. You're like, or you're this woman, you're just driving along. It's like, boom, you get nailed. You're like, Oh, you're gonna! Oh man! <laughs> oh man! They're like trying to show each other their their uh, their insurance cards, and they both pull out screwdrivers that they used to hotwire the car. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it. I just have this. It's all I brought. Don't fuck with me. I have the power of God and anime on my side. Wait. Yeah. It's over nine thousand. This is from the friendly atheist lawsuit. Says atheist pro Lee spent five months in jail for not going to Bible study. So. The, the gist here is this guy, Mark Janney, gets arrested. He gets released from jail on parole. And a condition of his parole was that he had to go live at the Denver Rescue Mission, which is like a Christian homeless shelter. And the shelter's rules is that if you're there, you have to participate in worship services. And he's like, well, he said, look, I'll live there, but I don't want to do like the religious piece of it. So he was willing to go and to be there and be under their supervision, but he just didn't want to attend like the sing-songy religious bullshit. And they're like, all right, no, that's just, no, no. fucking <laughs> just got, parole revoked. He, he couldn't do it. Admittedly, though, one month of Bible study feels like five months, like regular months. You know what yeah, I mean? I like, yeah, like if you have to do one month of Bible study, it's equivalent to five months a year. When was the last time you went to church, church, church? 
Like not a wedding or a funeral is what I mean. Oh God, I don't remember. I don't go to church services. I can't imagine having to go to church at this point. Like yeah. I haven't been to church since I was a teenager. Yeah. Like for like a like a service on your on your own. You've been to weddings. <clears throat> I've been to weddings too. That's what I mean. That's like different. outside of yeah. weddings and funerals. Weddings and funerals. Because I was at a funeral yeah. last year. You know what I mean? Right. Or, yeah. A church yeah. funeral. Yeah. That stuff you're going, but you're not like attending. Yeah. They still like do a, all like the. Service they still service. do all the weirdness where they're waving a fucking ball of incense around and splashing yeah. the co the coffin with water and saying all kinds of weird shit and people get up and say and read some dumb passage of a book. So it's still weird, but yeah. it's, but oh, it's, but it's weird. not weird by choice. It's not going right. there by choice and feeling weird. I can't imagine being like, okay, you can get out of jail and go to church. I'd be like, mm, how bad was jail? Yeah. Like how bad? I don't know. You just say you're making a decision. It's a hard, you're like, okay. But, it's a hard one. Mm. But I really, like, like, what I if really, you like, do really like got the, along with your cellie? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, where you were in the middle of a class or whatever, and you're just you just think, uh, you know what? Maybe I will stick around until the end this. of this class. I'll finish this class out. Yeah. Instead of having no, to I'm go not to a church. You know, this reminds me of though, Tom, is reminds me of uh the AA thing where they and where they make you find a they make you have to have some sort of be belief in a higher power. Right. Uh, and and it, it's all just it's all just another level of control and bullshit that atheists have to go through to you know, just say, look, I don't believe your fairy tale. I don't believe right. it. I don't, I don't, I, I don't embrace it. It's not part of my life. I don't care about it. I don't, I, I genuinely don't care that other people are going to church. I think it's a probably a bad waste of your time, but you could do what you want. It's your own fucking choice, right? Go to church. Right. You want to go to church? Go to church. Makes you feel better. You get community out of it, whatever it does for you. I don't care. But the problem is, is that, you know, like, like you shouldn't force me to go to church. I won't force you to listen to my show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Right. I won't force you not to go to church. Like it's just like let's just like let each other like have our own fucking exactly. decisions. It's not it doesn't make me more better, less crimey because I went. There's plenty of fucking religious people in jail. Absolutely, man. And there's a reason why they 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 also indoctrinate them when they come out. They're they're indoctrinated when they come out. But I suspect that they're mostly indoctrinated while they're inside. Oh, I think so too. You know? Yeah. And these like these places are a lot of times like big money for-profit organizations. China has total respect for Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. They call her Pocahontas. I am the chosen one. You are fake news. Okay. I am the least racist person. Oh, look at my African American over here. Look at him. To come here. Grab him by the pussy. Stop it. Tom, I want to play, I want to talk a little bit about Trump this week. There's some stuff that happened with Trump. Um, Trump lost a big court case this week. Um, the Supreme yes, Court, did. the Supreme Court, uh, in his uh, tax, uh, he was going to show everybody his taxes, and then he's kept on saying no. And then there's been financial requests of his financial paperwork and records, and uh, he has blocked those in court. And the the Supreme Court has kicked that back down to the lower courts, saying no. So it's been. Uh, thrown back down, I think at this point. Um, so it, it's a, it's a loss for him because I think he was expecting that since he packed the court with his hand chosen people, that they would then be be his puppets. loyal <laughs> to him. And yeah. uh, and and it was actually seven two, so it was a big decision. Well, and there was a five. There were there were, weren't there two decisions about his yeah. taxes. Yeah, that yeah were I think made? there was two. Yeah. So there was, if I if I recall, I believe that there was there was one that was made that. Pushed it, pushed it back down to the lower courts, and that was whether or not Congress had the ability to subpoena his that's tax right, records. That's right, that's right, you're right. And the one that he's just straight up lost 
um, five to four with Gorsuch writing the majority opinion, he, he straight up lost was whether or not prosecutors had a right to view his tax okay, or that's his, right. his yeah, financial there was, there was records. Two. You're right. There was two this week. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's real interesting. The people won't get to see those in time for the November election, but prosecutors investigating conduct, they basically were like, look, if we're going to have a rule of law, it means nobody's exempt from it. Right. Right. So Congress that gets kicked down. But, you know, in terms of like whether or not prosecutors have an ability to subpoena his records. Yeah. Absolutely. It they do. That we won't Fuck be, you, dude. It sucks that we won't be able to see him because he lied to us before about saying right. he was going to show us his tax records and he never did. And it's, yep. and now, you know, you got to wonder where all those people are, where they, they, because they, he's been blocking it the whole time. And you got to ask those people who voted for him and who continue to support him. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to know, know where that money's going to? Why do you just give that a pass? Why do you give that a hand wave? I don't get it. And if there's nothing there, then like, wouldn't the light of day just, just silence your critics? Yeah. Tom, I want to play a video right now. Um, this is right. from the Lincoln Project. I'm going to- oh. I'm going to turn Look, you. I'm going to be able to see again. I'm going to be able to see it. I'm going to turn you. <gasps> oh, this is bit. exciting, Cecil. So here oh, we I go. can see it really nicely, too. So here we go, Tom. This is. A, I'm going to play the audio for the audience. I'm going to put a link on this week's show notes for this. Um, understand that what's happening in this video all the time is names are being flashed and people's faces are being flashed that they're talking about, the Republicans that have supported Trump. Someday soon, the time of Trump will pass. This circus of incompetence, corruption, and cruelty will end. When it does, the men and women in Trump's Republican Party will come to you, telling you they can repair the damage he's done. They'll beg you to forget their votes to exonerate Trump from his crimes, ask you to forgive their silence, their cowardice, and their betrayals as Trump wrecked this nation. Every time they had a choice between America and Trump, they chose Trump. Every time they were called to the service of this nation and their sacred oath, they chose Trump. Every time. Learn their names. Remember their actions. And never, ever trust them again. So that's from the Lincoln Project. And I got to, I want, the reason why I wanted to play that and the reason why I wanted to talk about it, um, the, the thing that I, that I would hope that this ever happened on my, my end of things where th someone is being, I don't know, someone's being, um, uh, ruining Horrible. the nation as a fucking Democrat. <laughs> I would hope I would be, I would hope that I would make this video. They yeah. recognize the badness of not just one person in their, in their party, but that that person was supported by many other people in their party. And they recognize the shittiness of that person. Mm -hmm. And it makes me, it makes me hopeful for politics when I see the stuff that they're putting out, because it's not just anything but Trump. They're saying anything but the Republicans at this point, because yep. so many of them have supported Trump in the past. Yeah, and I've, the, the Lincoln Project has been crushing it. Yeah. They have absolutely been crushing it. Their videos are strong and to the point, and they're not just anti-Trump, they're anti-Trump and pro-Biden. Yeah. Right? Because, because that's the way that you get people to come out and to vote and to affect change. If all people do is say, I don't want to vote for Trump, that's not a vote for Biden. That's just That might just be not a vote. And like, that's not a yeah, calculus not a vote is not a count vote. on. Right. Not right. a vote is not a vote. Yeah. Right. So like suppressing the right, the vote on the right 
is good generally for the left, but it's not as good as suppressing it and giving the yeah. left a point. Exactly, right. right. Yeah. Have, so yeah. they're Republicans. Yeah. And they're coming out and saying like, yeah, all right, you're going to ruin my fucking party. Yeah. And now you're, no one's going to trust me again. Yeah. Like if they want to ever have credibility for the future, they have to do this. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. And those motherfuckers like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Cotton and Collins, like those fucking people, like they're garbage now. Like they hopefully they've ruined their careers. What on earth could you possibly be thinking? You know, it it says a lot about the right, and I think it says a lot about the left too, because the left it, the left can eat itself too. But, um, but it says a lot about the right if you you know that you're Ted Cruz. First off, God, mm-hmm. you're Ted Cruz. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. That's to you. the worst thing to know about. That's yeah, the worst. I mean, like there's bad there's bad things to be in the universe, and it's Ted Cruz. But. Yeah. The fact is, is that he's talked about your family. He's insulted you. He's been nothing but a fucking degenerate shithead to you. And you have to fucking lick his cum off the table. You know what I mean? Like, like the amount of, the amount of ass kissing you have to do to that guy, just so you get elected. It's not worth it, man. Have you ever had a job in your life where you would be willing to do something like that? I know I've never had a job like that in my life. No. So the fact that these guys are just so willing to bend over and just what, and the way Lindsey Graham talked about him before he was elected was he hated him. You could tell he hated him. He thought it was going to be a never Trumper. He was absolutely going to be the end of the end of the world for us. The, you know, and the people who've supported him since the beginning got kicked out of his administration. Jeff Sessions was one of the first people to stand up and say, I like Trump. And he got fucking ejected from the administration. (laughs) So, you know, he has no loyalty. He's proven it over and over and over again that he has no loyalty. And these people still, they will get on their hands and knees and beg for him, his support. When, you know, uh, wouldn't it have been something for us to make fun of Ted Cruz for so long? And then when Trump does something to say, him to say stuff like, for example, a couple of weeks ago, you had mentioned that Ted Cruz wouldn't comment on his tweets. What yeah. if he made a comment on his tweets? You know, the only, only fucking Republican that seemed to have any fucking backbone is dead right now. McCain walked out and gave the thumbs down. Nobody yep. was, nobody's willing to do that. Everybody else thinks it's political suicide. Well, if it's political suicide, then you're a monolith. Then you never have any dissenting opinions and there's no conversation to be had. It's just, it's just really sad that that's where we're at in this country. It is, but, you know, like the strength of the Republican Party has been their ability to circle their wagons. And like that has been their strength for such a long time. But I do wonder if we're now at a place where circling the wagons is going to blow up in their fucking faces because they circled their wagons around this unbelievably toxic character of Trump. And like for maybe the first handful of months, they probably thought like, okay, like we can control this guy. We can get some things done. But like as 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 2016 through 2020 presented some of the most significant challenges in the past probably 20 years yeah. for an executive, yeah. and to have incompetent leadership at that high of a level, they circled a wagon around exactly the wrong guy at exactly the wrong time in history, and like that is that is the one time that that strategy could blow up in their fucking faces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it will because I don't know how like educated and honest people are about, you know, how they vote. There's a lot of people that are wagon circlers too. Yeah. So we'll fucking see. I think we want to be clear too that the Lincoln Project doesn't reflect any of the values that Tom and I have at all. Uh, really, we're not, I mean, it's it's a Republican organization. Uh, we're just, I think both of us are just sort of blown away that there's a, there's a rift of some kind 
in their party where they're willing to call out uh, members of their own party, uh, which is uh, which is unique, I think, to say the least. And the other thing too is like, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And so, uh, so we look at all the things that they're producing and the uh, the videos, the, the specifically the ads that they're producing that are critical of Donald Trump. These are all correct, whether or not I agree with the the other positions that the Lincoln Project has. These particular videos are, in fact, true. We were all forced to take a month off this because of Eli's negligence. So I want to welcome back the two guys <laughs> that do the heavy lifting on all their shows and the one guy that rides on their coattails. And I'll let you guys fight about which is which. Noah, <laughs> Heath, and Eli from the Scathing Atheist. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hey, Cecil, I found these coattails fair and square. And no need to be bitter just because I grabbed onto yours as well a couple of years ago. It's like a nice double. <laughs> You're very heavy. You're very heavy. <laughs> Let's dive right in, Noah. Venture would like a roast of their friend, Eric. Yeah, no, Eric is proud of his Scottish heritage, but like in a lazy ass, didn't bother to learn anything except kilts and bagpipes kind of way. So <laughs> congratulations on being the infinitieth person to glom onto the two <laughs> shittiest non-cuisine aspects of Scottishness and on being like whatever, ever so slightly more historically accurate than a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Eli, Matthew would like a roast of his wife's ex-husband, Justin. Oh my God, it's a human chin strap. Kim, <laughs> Kim, what were we going for here? Did we did we not get the failed Tony Hawk clone we had asked for for Christmas? <laughs> he looks like the picture in a medical textbook for proto for proto for proto pubescentalism. Do you know this word? You made that word up and you don't I know did. what it is. I did. I love you, man. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Cecil, got one for you here. Michael would like a roast of Pennsylvania politician Pat Cooney. <laughs> I've seen some people with ladders of wrinkles on their forehead, but this guy looks like he has a whole American Ninja Warrior course up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's pro charter schools, anti-environment, traditional marriage. It's like all the hedge fund managers all touched rings and became a really twisted Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next one's for you, Eli. Beth would like a roast for her 10-year-old son, Nathan. Okay, so a little backstory here. Nathan, who is 10 years old, brought $25 from his piggy bank and asked for us to say lots of swear words at math, which is adorable. <laughs> oh my God. Nathan, you are our future. So Nathan, listen up, buddy. Math is a poopy butthole. It's the poopiest <laughs> butthole that ever pooped out a big shitty poop. It's such a big fucking poopy butthole that other asses who try to poop out of their assy gassy buttholes for pooping, they can't. Because math used up all the poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I was very proud He's of it. He's 10, He's though. 10, so he can math. hear that. But I couldn't be like, uh, math will fucking suck my dick and I'll come on its tits. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do a roast and she yeah. could like segment out and play for him. I'm going to keep both just and let her choose. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. 
And Tom, Rachel would like you to roast her mother-in-law, Glendora. All right. Well, Glendora believes that all of her bad actions are caused by demons. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kind of, Glendora. But like, only if demon is a shorthand way to say the shitty, mean-spirited, petty, weak parts of you. Or again, like another shorthand would be to call them Glendora. That would work too. <laughs> like, hey, Glendora, when someone in your family is going through a tough time, you know what they don't need? You. <laughs> you are not wanted. Nope. Not in times of crisis to pass shitty judgment and not in times of joy to spoil the moment. Nobody wants you, Glendora. And it's not because you're imperfect or because you have demons. We all have demons, Glendora. It's just that at this point, that's all you are. You are a collection of your own mistakes. And the only one at this point that forgives you your trespasses is you. Everyone else is sick of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, so got another one for you here. Will would like a roast for his grandfather, George. Okay, this is the guy that wouldn't attend his granddaughter's wedding because she wasn't a virgin. Hey, what? Grandpa <laughs> patriarchy. Even T.I. is shaking his fucking head at you. <laughs> Were you married three times? Where did you find three different virgins all born in the 1920s? <laughs> you look like someone age-apped Anthony Fauci, except you're issuing your own stay-at-home order. <laughs> all right, Keith, how about a roast for Casey's Uncle Carl? Okay, Uncle Carl. He looks like he's been kicked out of a Chili's for yelling about how the financial crisis of 2008 was caused by too much <laughs> regulation <laughs> and somehow fitting a slur word into that and getting kicked out of a Chili's. And the reason he looks like that is because that literally happened. That's a real, really? real thing about Uncle Carl. So if you're picturing the skinny guy from ice hockey on 8-bit <laughs> Nintendo as a very badly chosen mannequin at Brooks Brothers, <laughs> you fucking nailed it. Uh, That's Uncle Carl. And Eli... <laughs> And he didn't get to finish his queso. <laughs> Fuck you. And Eli Owen gave us the very proper $169 for a roast of himself. Yeah, because if ever there was a man who looked like he could 69 with himself, it's Owen. <laughs> so I went down a, a, like a rabbit hole for this roast. So Owen is a hash house harrier, which is what alcoholism with costumes. Sorry, <laughs> alcoholism with costumes is technically American Halloween. It's British alcoholism with costumes. So, I mean, what can you say to a man whose hobby includes drinking, wearing silly-er clothes? Am I right? I mean, you look like Simon Pegg touring secondary schools after a year of recovery while secretly buying glue from the shop teacher. But still, this one was a challenge. Owen. This one was a challenge. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Noah uh, Weston would like a roast of his friend, Patrick. Ah, Patrick. Patrick, who went to the, with enough mustache wax, I won't even need a personality school of personal hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> Weston said Patrick is A, actually uh, one of the best people they know, and B, a hipster that wears Converse's and collects vinyl records. So I can only conclude that Patrick is the only person Weston has ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Chris gave us 200 bucks to roast uh, her mom, Irene, and Irene's husband, Carl. Man, bad day to be a Carl, am I right? Who the fuck are you? I'm Carl DePugapegacorn. I'm a character on the scathing shows. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> Irene, Carl, you guys deserve each other. That, by the way, that is not a good thing because Carl is a rapist. And Irene, Carl is the best you could do. And Carl, 
Irene's standards here are, it's okay, you're a rapist. So don't get any big ideas on either of your values here, all right? In an ideal world, people like Carl and Irene would be torn apart by a pack of wolves, but we don't live in an ideal world where horrible people are justly savaged by vicious dogs. So I guess I'll offer this condolence, Chris. If we are nothing else to ourselves, we are the architects of who we are. And there is no mirror in the world that will fail its duty to reflect back to Irene and Carl that they are monsters and that there is no return for them to decency. They have squandered themselves. They have wasted any chance they might have ever at self-respect. In every moment, they cannot escape what they are, what they have done, and they can never undo the past. There will never be a world that forgets or forgives that they wake up in. And I promise you that they know that. <laughs> all right. Well, if there's one thing we can all admit about Vulgarity for Charity. It has gone to the dogs. Did you write that for real? Jesus Christ. Yeah. This year, <laughs> we received no less than 45 dog roasts, which leads us to only one <laughs> conclusion. It's gone to the dogs. You dog must thing. really hate your pets. Now, as much as we'd like to have Heath roast all these dogs, while we take a snack break, no, we'd, no, uh, we're no, going to no. chip in. Uh, so, gents, are you ready to make Michael Vick proud? <laughs> oh, shit. I asked a question. Are you ready to make Michael Vick proud? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sensei. <laughs> All right. Eli, why don't you start us off with Lee's dog? Oh, look at this adorable little asshole. If a face could say property damage, it's Lila's. <laughs> hey, Lila, bring it in. <laughs> Lee adopted you when no one else would, so maybe X-Nay on the Iding Bay before you end up somewhere really terrible, like New Jersey? I'm just saying, Lila, <laughs> Yeah, Lila looks like there were 102 Dalmatians, but the family was okay with Tulsi Gabbard getting one, so that's what happened. <laughs> okay, Heath, how about one for Joel's dog, Lily? Okay, well, Lily looks like a dog from a coloring book, but there was only... Only enough crayon for the face. And her body, it's all white, so it looks like she's wearing blackface. Or like like burnt <laughs> sienna face. It, it's like she got a spray tan <laughs> with Donald Trump. It's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, how about some brutal honesty for Laura's dog, Baron? Yeah, okay. Here's some brutal honesty for you. It's a German shepherd named Baron that tortures your cat. Laura, I'm pretty sure your dog is a Nazi. Okay? He's not just chewing holes in those blankets. He's trying to rip out a Star of David to pin on the fucking cat. <laughs> All right, so Cecil, I got a dog for you to roast uh, or souvet or whatever it is that you would do. Um, let's hear about Patrick's Corgi Ein. Corgis look like small dogs cosplaying as like real dogs. <laughs> they look like anime dogs. Everything's either shrunken or exaggerated. They're like a Republican penis, man. Yeah. That's just crazy. And Tom, yeah. since I know you don't really go in for this stuff, how about a roast of Evan's goat, Banjo? A goat. Banjo? Yeah. Why the fuck would you name something without fingers? Banjo. That's stupid, Evan. You named your pet a stupid name. But then you have a pet goat. So, I mean, what kind of fucking pet is a goat? Were you just sitting around one day thinking, oh man, I wish I had a pet with the eyes of Satan that likes to climb on top of everything and just stand there staring maliciously into the middle distance while shitting a thousand dime-sized turds everywhere it goes. Man, that would be an amazing pet. That's goats, Evan. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're going back to people now. Eli, Karen would like a roast of the governor of Alaska. All right. Well, if proud of farting in an elevator full of nauseous children could have a face, <laughs> it would be <laughs> Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> and by the way, his head is way too small for his body. It it's really crazy. Is. He looks like God switched his head onto like a John Madden action figure, oversized version. <laughs> Nobody had the heart to tell him. But his head is also enormous. So it's way too small for his body, but the head's enormous too. <laughs> he, he looks like a giant got Zika. <laughs> Noah, how about a little sting for Ethan's dad, Philip? Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Ethan sent me a picture of his dad. It's way the fuck off in the distance. Uh, and at first I was frustrated because that makes my job harder. But then I read the description and I decided that's as close as I'd want to be to that asshole, too. <laughs> like, a, like one of the a member of the fucking boondock taint. Also, the picture, <laughs> Philip is holding a chainsaw. What? And from what I learned in horror movies, I can only assume that that's because, like, when your face reaches a certain level of ugly, you just get one of those as a consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cecil, I've got a tricky one for you. Mikkel gave us a hundred bucks for a roast of his family. Have at him. Okay. It's 50 bucks a roast, man. He gave us a hundred bucks and he wants fucking eight people roasted. No. <laughs> you seem like the kind of person that calls to get a free fridge and then asks if they can deliver it across state lines. <laughs> okay. Eight all in one roast. Here we go. If they recast Fast and the Furious with your family, it would be a whole movie of you driving in the right lane five miles below the speed limit using your turn signals. <laughs> you look like if you all form Voltron, you'd be a vaguely lion-shaped lump made of couch cushions. <laughs> That's great. Tom, Sandra would like a roast for their school advisor, Gary. All right, Sandra. Gary's afraid of you. He was always afraid of you. That's why people pull the old... You'll do great. Welcome. Fuck you. Why are you even here, shtick? He's terrified. Not that you're going to prove him wrong, but that you're going to prove him right. You'll confirm what he knows about himself, that he isn't up to the job, that he's lost. He has nothing to offer, that he's a teacher unfit and unworthy of students. Gary was terrified of you, Sandra, and he should be. Because in the end, the only thing that can happen is what is inevitable, that his house collapsed around him while you went on to bigger and better things which is pretty much anything that doesn't involve Gary's Midas touch of shit. <laughs> All right. You know what that means. Eli's back on the show, so he scripted more sound effects than a morning DJ. Yes, it also <laughs> means it's time for another... This category is concepts, so feel free to get as heady as you like. Big thanks to Sarah, Dan, Lick, Steve, Terry, Jeremy, Jay, Andrew... Chris and Colton for their donations. Eli, you're first. You are crushing insecurity. Oh, <laughs> crushing insecurity. Well, you are nothing but a personal ghost. A wet picnic blanket on a sunny day. You are the monster that follows me up the basement stairs. And guess what? You are just as real. God, I hope I did that right. I feel like I didn't. I feel like I went too heady and po I asked him, uh, Noah's help to write it or done like a dumb thing. Very good. <laughs> These are all so late. Yeah, you don't have enough natural confidence. That's true. It was, it was <laughs> terrible. All right, uh, Heath, anxiety. Okay, I uh, just looked it up. Apparently, anxiety is a state of nervous <laughs> apprehension, often about an imminent event. But thanks to 2020, 
you're extinct. Deal with it. <laughs> All the imminent catastrophes are fucking happening right now in the present. So suck it, anxiety. You got replaced by screaming about the present. <laughs> Eat it, face. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <laughs> the Kentucky electorate. Oh, wow. Yeah, the challenge here is finding an insult that the Kentucky electorate hasn't already bestowed upon itself. We're talking about people with standards lower than Mitch McConnell's jowls. <laughs> people as fucking shallow as Rand Paul's political philosophy. As Amy McGrath's candidacy shows, even your goddamn liberals are a bunch of conservative <laughs> assholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're talking about people who have the legal right to not be in Kentucky anymore and don't act Exercise it. What else is left to insult after that? Except oh. Kelly. All right, I have a challenge for you, Cecil. Uh, somebody wants you to roast suicide. Okay, that's this is kind of a cop out, but neither I nor anyone else is going to joke about this. But uh, I'm. That's because I'm the editor. So uh, <laughs> no matter what you say, I'm going to edit it out. So uh, instead, just let me say that there's always someone to talk to if you're thinking suicidal thoughts. You can call 1 800 273 8255 if you're in the US or 116 123 in the UK. But hey, you paid for a roast of suicide. So let's do JK Rowling, who has a very much committed career suicide with her turf war. <laughs> JK Rowling has such enormous cheeks. You'd think that she'd use those oversized muscles to keep her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> it looks like two chicken leg quarters having an ass kicking contest. And side note, she looks like she puts on makeup with echolocation. <laughs> okay, Tom, how about childhood dreams? Oh, God. Look, if your childhood dreams meant anything, we'd all be astronaut firefighters playing rock and roll in space and talking to dolphins. But kids are fucking stupid and they dream of the wrong things. <laughs> kids have dreams. They're going to get some job or ride some talent in a way that the job will define them. Tom Curry, rock God, it will say under your name when you're interviewed, except it won't. And not just because it's statistically unlikely. No, most of you will abandon your childhood dreams because one day you'll realize that you don't want those dreams anymore, that you had those dreams because you were a kid. And again, Kids are fucking stupid. You'll replace the dreams where something you do defines who you are with dreams of a life filled with meaningful relationships, relationships with people and with work and with yourself, and you will abandon the dreams of childhood because as you mature, you'll understand that the path to real joy always leads back to yourself. That and you're too fat to be an astronaut. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the second thing. All right. Keith, aerodynamic stalls. Aerodynamic stalls. <laughs> fuck. What? Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, fuck you, whoever made me read about this and learn about this. Apparently, <laughs> an airplane, while flying you through the sky, can just like stop working and stop flying if the body gets angled a little too much. I was already skeptical about flying. I don't think it's real. But whatever <laughs> bullshit they made up about thrust and lift and go fuck yourself, now there's a very real counterspell that happens with like a 15-degree tilt. And pilots have to deal with this to make sure they safely deliver a metal tube of plague flying through the air. <laughs> flying is a fucking Ponzi scheme. I don't think it's real. <laughs> but you can aerodynamic stalls can uh, kill you. Man, it's like it's like the social security system. That's weird. Yeah, exactly. Meat eaters. Meat eaters are next. 
Uh, meat eaters. Uh, meat eaters are like if people who picked their nose and ate it couldn't stop bragging about how amazing boogers taste. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, it's probably bad for me. And like, I guess people don't like it, but then I wouldn't get the sweet, salty crunch those little blobs of joy in my mouth face. So, yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> not bad for you. Gams doodly doos, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Oh, and those are uh, jokes that we already made earlier in the show, but in skit form, <laughs> Cecil. <laughs> brutal. Because brutal. that was harsh. Because, <laughs> because sometimes you need to take a break from the recorded and advanced show. And without the doodly doos, we would have to remember the last thing we said using nothing but our memories, the fact that the show is scripted, and the fact that it's recorded. <laughs> Excellent. Whoever chose to have Eli roasted there. Lovely. <laughs> and, and Cecil, this one's for you. I was actually going to do this one myself, but I couldn't pick the right words. You know what I mean? So let's see if you can give us a roast for choice paralysis. Can there be a more privileged and bullshit anxiety than choice paralysis? <laughs> you can't make a mistake when you're choosing the color of a Kleenex box, man. In the time it's taken you to, de to decide, the trolley's already killed all six fucking people. <laughs> if you were Sophie, you would have already given up and asked the waiter to pick one of your kids in the kitchen and surprise you. <laughs> that is a fucked up right. sequel. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the last, original was so lighthearted. So, lastly, I don't know. It's not lastly, but Tom, how about the concept, the concept of abstraction? All right. Abstraction deals with ideas rather than events, which is great. If you happen to find yourself locked in Plato's cave, except even there, it's kind of fucking tedious because if I were there locked up next to you, I'd rather we spent our time trying to get the fuck out of that cave. <laughs> That's the problem with abstraction. It's a first step confused with the conclusion. Let me put this more plainly. All we are is meat. Your mind, your thoughts, everyone you love, everything that has ever mattered is an interaction of physical beings in the world. Divorce yourself from events and exist in spaces lacking physicality means that those moments quite literally lack substance. Abstraction is being stuck. It's intellectual training wheels. It's the first step in a journey that lacking body has no weight or merit. Abstraction is less than masturbation. It lacks purpose and climax. It's all foreplay. It's intellectual blue balls, and it's for cowards. Okay. <laughs> well, let's mix it up a bit. This next round of roasts, I got a special challenge for you. I'd like you to phrase your roast in the form of a backhanded compliment. Noah, you're first. Do you have anything nice to say about George's desk? I do, but I just want to point out beforehand that basically Tom's roast just now was the same as Eli's math ate all the poopy poops uh, roast. <laughs> it's just different wording, but it's basically the same thing. I just wanted to point that out. Um, so, hey, George, uh, great job hiding your desk. I mean, holy shit, dude, that's impressive. It truly is. Yes, there's no single uncluttered surface, nor is there a surface that could theoretically become uncluttered within the span of a single human lifetime. But <laughs> if the fate of the world is ever hanging on our species' ability to speed assemble a steampunk pedicure robot while huffing glue, <laughs> it'll all have been worth it. Okay, Heath, nicest thing you could say about Niels's father, Todd. Okay. Uh, Todd. Yeah, no, you're looking good. 
that homophobic St. Patty's Day parade did need a geriatric soccer team. So, <laughs> great job putting that together and being the captain. All right. Uh, Cecil, I got a hard one for you. Uh, what compliment do you have for John's Aunt Martha? I had no idea they added uh, the final boss Karen hair on the supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it really highlights the thickness of your face. <laughs> because without it, you just look like a thumb wearing a wig. And now you look like a swollen thumb wearing a wig. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Eli, you're up next. You got a compliment for the you got a compliment for the Christian punk band Crash Amazing. Dog. Crash oh, Dog. God. Crash Dog. Google image these guys, by the way, because okay. it is it's Doing a good it right name. Now. Because here's here's what's awesome. Uh, when you hear your name and then you hear Crash Dog's music, I think, yep, this music is better than hearing a car hit my dog. A little, <laughs> a little, it's good anchoring. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. And uh, by the way, yes, now that I've Googled you, you do look awesome. Uh, I know people tell you otherwise, but henchman for a spy kids villain? That's an underused look. Don't, don't let anyone <laughs> tell you otherwise. Uh, Tom, Steve would like to hear a big old compliment for Eli's parenting skills. All right. Well, I, I think Eli is actually going to make a great dad. Uh, from the way Anna takes care of him, he'll certainly have no trouble identifying with being the child. Surely, <laughs> oh, um, though, I mean, Eli's probably got plenty of chops as a parent. He, he spits up anytime he tries to eat anything. He shits uncontrollably. So they're going to have plenty of things to bond over. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I have nothing but confidence that Eli will be a truly remarkable parent so long as he doesn't try to teach Max how to spell. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't think many kids in the world will ever be so well-loved as Eli's. Oh, well, Aww. you stole most of that first part from my wife's Father's Day post, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last group of roasts are for the big spenders. Uh, the folks who shelled out major cash for us to kick some ass. So anyone who wants to jump in here, feel free. All right, why don't you start us off, Cecil, with a roast of Daniel's twin brother, Sean. <laughs> okay, wait you're identical twins. He's a foot shorter than you. <laughs> he looks like Joel Osteen if he lost everything and had to shop at Brooks Brothers. You know? <laughs> should probably listen to your brother, you know, when he warns you about your terrible relationship. Seems like he's got a good bird's eye view of the situation. And <laughs> judging by this picture, so would a 14-year-old with a growth spurt. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, can we talk more about your erect nipples here? Too? Thank like, you. I would like to talk about that. Thank you. Yep. What are you thinking about? How your ex makes you wear nipple clamps when you write out an alimony check? Like, what the fuck is going through your head? Dude, you look like if the catchphrase for men's warehouse was, nobody will remember how you look. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he's got one for you here. Ricardo would like a roast of Tucker. Fantastic <laughs> choice, Ricardo. <laughs> Tucker Carlson, I don't know how he does this, but he somehow looks like somebody just like always explained to him how the international dateline works and he doesn't get it. And he's confused. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carlson looks like the first <laughs> racist turn-of-the-century ghost that figured out how to eat other ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carlson sounds like a sex act with the lights off, a hole in the sheet, and a lot of crying. <laughs> okay, Eli. Rain wants a roast of Severus Snape. Do your worst. Oh, Severus Snape is fucking garbage. I'm sorry. Your entire motivation for seven books is, I wanted to fuck your mom, but she said no. That's your tragic. <laughs> Backstory and your reason to Etra for being mean to an 11 year old? That's like every character. Have you seen how old 
seven-year-olds are? They're <laughs> 11, man. <laughs> what are you, fucking Mark McGrath, you creepy, slimy, bad teacher, bad wizard, bad human? I am glad you died as you made other people live trapped in a cage with an unwanted phallic metaphor. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the good guy? I've only seen the... I've only seen the movies, but Snape looks like Trent Reznor before he got his GNC sponsorship. <laughs> okay, Noah, this next one is perfect for you. Daniel donated $300 for you to roast any taxation without representation person. Yeah, you know, weird how those people are never invoking the phrase to argue that felons should be exempt from payroll deductions. <laughs> like an eight-year-old shouldn't have to pay sales tax, right? The people who Daniel are talking about bring it up because A, they don't agree with every single goddamn tax imposed by their state, and B, they're only able to hold information in their heads long term if it fucking rhymes. <laughs> so just a quick piece of advice to the deep thinkers in Daniel's life. If your political philosophy fits on a bumper sticker, that's where it belongs. <laughs> uh, taxation without representation, people all say the bull is cashed before it actually is. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> totally cashed. No, it's done. And finally, Tom, Jesse donated $225 for us to roast their friend, Jedediah. All right. Jebediah is a hyper-religious mentor. It's something Jesse called a religious alternative college. I have so many questions. First, I'm going to go right ahead and say, I, I didn't know Jebediah was a real name. I, I guess the children of the corn have to grow up sometime, but fucking wow. <laughs> What in the fuck does a mentor at a religious alternative college even do? What does alternative college mean? Look, if you're not college, just be not college. <laughs> I get that. Like, wait, what is this? A bunch of inbred knuckle draggers want to pretend the dinosaurs all died because one time it rained too much? So what? What do you need a mentor for to not learn stuff? <laughs> Is that hard? You can't do that on your own? Jesus Christ. Jebediah shares his Facebook account also with his wife, Kelly. They're Jebediah and Kelly. <laughs> Guarantee that's not all they're sharing. All right, guarantee. But Jesse, there's a solution for guys like Jebediah and Kelly. One click of block and they are instantly erased. They are eradicated to the dustbin of your own forgetting. Put people that don't matter where they belong, Jesse, where they put themselves on a back burner so far away, you forget they were ever there. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up another session. Uh, we always have to end with Tom for some reason. I don't know why we do this. I don't know why they do this to ourselves. But anyway. For the joy of it. It's for the joy. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for having Thanks, us. guys. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Zane, Lexi, Simon, Nick, Jesus Loves the Little Chit. Wait a minute. Abigail, Zada, Douglas, <laughs> something stupid, and people who up their pledges, Alan, Oliver, Toast, Alex Travaganza, Daniel, BT, Imposing Beam, Karen, Emily, Totes Not a Ninja, Ben <laughs> Torin, John Perry, Magat Exterminator. Wow. Wow, Jesus. Uh, Richard, Patrick, Vincent, Benjamin, Jean-Francois, Dr. Bill, Diana, Amy, Joe, Candice, and Krista. Thank you so much for your generous donations. We are back in the studio 
Um, back with internet woes, back with bills we have to pay. And you guys yeah. are the ones who keep this show running. And we cannot thank you enough. Uh, both Tom and I are still tiptoeing along, hoping we come in underneath the radar <laughs> so we don't get fired. Um, and we want to, we would just appreciate everybody during this time of leanness that everyone is experiencing. We genuinely appreciate the outpouring of support. You guys keep this show running and we can't thank you enough. Got a bunch of uh, messages we want to bounce through here because we didn't miss some last week. We had a pretty good response to, to what we did last week. A couple people said they really enjoyed it. Um, we didn't get a ton of messages, uh, but we got some. Uh, we thought it was a good conversation to have. Yeah. We're hoping to have some more deep, dive, deep dives in the future. Got a message from, uh, this is from a while ago, episode 530. Martin wanted us to know that I had misspoke. So I said the Articles of Confederation when I was talking about the rules for slavery in the Confederacy. He's right. It wasn't the Articles of Confederation. It was the, I think it was the Confederate Constitution or something like that, where they essentially go through and say, you can't outlaw slavery in any of these states. And then there's also plenty of other writings that show that the Confederacy was all about slavery 100%. That's what the main cause was. Absolutely. The lost cause of the Confederacy literally is a lie. Yeah. Um, they were not about states' rights. They were about states' rights to own people. Yeah. That's what they were yeah. about. Yeah. If you want to check out lost cause, there's a citation needed episode about that that you guys might get a kick out of too. So yeah. um, there's a correction for me as well. So I want to acknowledge that Dick Cheney did not invent the executive order. Executive orders date back to 1789. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I did not mean to imply that he invented executive orders. But what Dick Cheney did do was come up with the unitary executive theory. And the unitary yeah. executive theory expanded the um, uh, expanded a power under the executive branch um, pretty dramatically um, by basically saying that the president controls the entire executive branch. Um, and that means that Congress cannot tell the president what to do or how to do it. Um, and that expansion, that unitary executive theory expansion, allowed for executive orders to be issued at a greater number and over a greater number of topics. So I wasn't clear in that, and I apologize. We got a message from Aaron, and he sent us a KKK image, which we will be posting on this week's show notes. This is episode 532. We got a message from uh, Steph, and Steph said, Hey, guys, my uncle was a uh, Confederate Brigadier General, he's got a statue. Fuck the iconography. Fuck the bullshit slavery worshipers. Fuck that bullshit. Tear my fucking tear down the statue of my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Probably like, a great uncle at this point. Yeah, like yeah. why protect somebody great, that did great, great bad uncle. things just because they happen to be related yeah. to you six generations Man. back or some shit? That's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. Yeah, like uh, you shouldn't hero worship those fucking losers. Get rid of them. Right. Fuck them. We got somebody on Twitter sent us a message. They were a fucking, uh, they were listening to us and they're, they're, they they work in museums and deal with statues all the time. And they're like, you're 100% right. Fucking, you don't learn anything from a statue. <laughs> Fuck off. Tear it down. You learn from the person who's going to tell you about right. the statue, right? right? And I wouldn't mind if there was fucking publicly available bunch of everybody who, who shows the statue to be like, no, this is our... You know, this is a racist bullshit statue, but they're never depicted like that. They're always depicted as like, look at how fucking proud this guy yeah, is in his right. proud dress work. And look, he's got his sword held up high and he's super proud about all the work he did to enslave people. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him and fucking running. Free of context and information, a statue is like, with statues like imply heroism. So I want to play this. This is, somebody sent this to us. This is Donald Trump 
and he and he's talking about great. totalitarianism and we want to play it we want to play it here for you so <laughs> one of their political weapons is cancel culture driving people from their jobs shaming dissenters and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees this is the very definition of totalitarianism. <laughs> of, of what is it again? Totalitarianism. Of what, Cecil? It's anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> it's all it's a tyrann tyrannosaurexianism. Tyrannosaurexianism. <laughs> fucking boom. Good for boom. you, buddy. Good for you, buddy. Way to go. God. Someone sent us a, a song of Alex Jones and he's singing because uh, because people when he said I'll eat your ass they they memed it and this to me I talked to Tom earlier it's a it's a song about him saying he's gonna eat somebody's ass like corn cobs is what he said and I gotta say uh, one of the things that 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 this proves to me is that he just leans into yeah. shit he leans into the meme he's leaning into it to get popularity. He's like, no, I'll fucking eat your leftist ass like corn cob. I'll do it. And so he's, he's going out of his way to meme himself to gain popularity, which shows me that he's not a hundred percent genuine. He knows what, what sells. Well, and you got to lean in to really get that ass too. You know what I mean? You like do. if to get it like, like a corn cob, yeah. hell yeah, you, you do gotta get yeah. in there. You're not, no one's eating ass Look, without a little, like you got to just a fucking commit to that. Yeah. As someone's got to be backing up at the same time. So there's got to be a little, there's pressure on the quads. Just, it's like, you've got to get into that mule stance. You know what I mean? Talk about legal brothels a couple weeks ago, Matt sent a message. Matt number one sent a message in and I just want to read this part of it. He said, so he tried a legal brothel, uh, went out of his way just for curiosity. And he said, uh, the most boring encounter of my life. I've had more satisfying shits. Don't get the appeal at all. Cross off the bucket list. But seriously, transactional sex is meh. <laughs> look, buddy, when you look like I do, every sex is transactional. <laughs> so don't you be putting this down. Tell it works. Got a message from Kernan. It's an image for a movie, a Trump movie, which is very it funny. Is. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. We got a message from someone who met, wanted to say, again, this is a, just an email, so I don't want to read who it is. But they wanted to say that uh, that they were sex trafficked as children, and they also said that boys get tra sex trafficked too. And we did spend a lot of time on girls, mm -hmm. um, but you're absolutely right; boys get sex trafficked too, and uh, and it's an issue that that we should be paying attention absolutely. to as well. Anybody who's yeah. it doesn't matter gender, whatever's gender, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whoever's getting sex trafficked, That's it's important to pay horror. attention to every time. We also got a message from Wolfwing who said he just doesn't know if he can take four more years of Trump and very great, powerful, and best. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Those words are garbage words now. Man, They're just what garbage. the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We want to thank, of course, the uh, scathing atheist citation needed guys, Noah, Heath, and Eli for joining us today for a little vulgarity for charity. A lot of fun. Keep rolling these things out until we're done. They're great folks and they have a ton of other podcasts. So if you want to check out their podcasts, um, you can go to Citation Needed. Uh, CitationPod.com has all their other podcasts <laughs> listed. It's pretty easy to go to. But that's another one of their podcasts that we do with them. If you haven't checked out Citation Needed, you should. A lot of fun. We always have a lot of fun on that show. Uh, but we want to thank them for coming on. Uh, hanging out with us and doing another uh, episode of Citation Needed. You can check out uh, us on their show. This last Thursday was released, uh, Scathing Atheists. So you can check us out on their show doing another, another round of Vulgarity for Charity. So if you're waiting for your your roast, it may have appeared in, in that episode. 
So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Be sure to join us for our live streams, 9 p.m. Central, YouTube, Twitch, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we have a lot of fun on them. So uh, take, a, take a moment out of your evening. Come join us. Hang out with us. Interact with us. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We'll catch you guys next week, though. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.